I broke everything. I'm a vampire. Kill me. Kill me. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. Am I getting through to you? Over! Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Vampire's Piss. I am your host, Cassidy Easton, and I'm once again joined by my host, uh, Matthew Brennan. Hello, Matt. Um, I'm you, trying. Uh, yeah. The energy is different in this recording. Matt yeah. appears to be under a bed. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You, you uh, sound a little confused. I am a little confused. I'm a little worried, if I'm honest. You you did leave me a very long voicemail. I haven't gotten to around to listening to it yet. Um, you called me a lot. Are you okay? Is you, everything okay, Matt? You didn't listen to the voicemail. No, I haven't had much time to lately. I'm, I'm moving <sighs> soon. Um, it's also like 30 minutes long. I like... I didn't yeah, know there's a lot voicemail of, could go that there's long. There's a lot of important stuff in there. I mean, you got the you got the email, right? Uh yes. Yes. I ha I got an email. Okay. I have not read that. I, listen, I've been getting a lot of emails lately. <sighs> uh-huh. I've been having to sign leases and stuff and yeah. I'm moving soon. So I, I'm gonna be uh, perfectly honest. I feel like this might be a little bit more important in like the immediate. Oh. Uh oh, yeah. Um, is like like what? Did did you pitch a script while I while you were away? Would uh, is Hollywood trying to get at us? Oh, Hollywood's Are trying we... to get at us. Yeah, that's uh not for a script, I don't think. But uh... oh, uh, that's ominous. I think I should be worried because I'm close to Hollywood. It's like like a forty minute drive from. Oh me. yeah, I mean they already like tried to uh, contact me for a script. So uh, that's uh, why I'm at the apartment, you know. I'd also like you to bleep out my government name at the beginning, for the record. I, uh, government. Oh, okay. It's, uh, sure. We're, 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 we're starting to have to cover our asses a little bit more on the podcast. I'd suggest you get a fake name, too. But uh, All right. Um, I mean, uh, it, there's, there's a lot to... You missed a lot, I'll be honest. You missed a lot... <laughs> I left you a, a very important voicemail. I'm tempted to hang up on you to tell you to, to listen to it. It's just a lot to explain, but I promise after this recording, I will I will listen to it. Okay. Um, I wouldn't show your yes, face I... in public for a few days either, especially where you're uh, at. Uh oh, <laughs> bro! I've got like many shifts left at the UPS store. I can't. Uh, okay. I Good mean... to know. I. I'll tell my boss, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if you want any more shifts after this week and not to, you know, never have uh, a shift again, I think maybe you should fair keep your head low a little bit. Um, 
So you really should have listened I, to the voicemail, Cassidy. I just, I, I had, yeah, I did. I guess I didn't know how the severity of the situation. I hesitate to ask. Did you watch the movie this week? Oh, well, I watched the movie this week. Okay, I did too. I watched it super early. Did what? <laughs> what? Also, I guess last week. Did you watch the movie? Did Did you? I, I guess did you touch on that in your long voicemail to me? To be frank with you, Cassidy, I'm a little insulted by this question, and I think you should just refer to the voicemail <laughs> I, when you I, get to it. I'm recusing myself. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, that was that was. Uh, I'm I'm really not in the ask. business. I mean, despite the the podcast concept that I signed up for, I'm really not in the business of repeating myself over and over. So, true, true. Um, but yes, very I, well. I most certainly watched this week, and. Uh, uh-huh. It was a very special watch, if I'm being perfectly honest, because oh, I chose. Tell me about it. Well, apart from reasons that I have explained in the voicemail, I've been feeling a little uh-huh. burnt out, and so I think yeah. I needed a way to to switch it up a little bit. Also, you know, just to get my mind off of the van circling around the apartments and places that I've been going oh. lately. But there's vans around you too. Interesting. I have also been noticing a lot of vans around here, but oh, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of working class folk around here, you know. Uh, it's, I'm seeing a lot of stuff with license plates that say Hollywood, California is all I'm going to say. But, uh, <laughs> oh. It's a little strange that they're all the way out here. But anyway, to, yeah. you know, to get my mind off of it, but at the same time, not really get my mind off of it whatsoever, I decided mm-hmm. to sync it up to good old American Psycho for this watch. You did it. Yes, I oh, did. I what did you think cuz I it was transcendent for me. I, I it blew my mind. I'll I'll be honest like I've been hiding out in this apartment for a few days. I've just been like a lot of bong rips and looking through uh you know curtains and whatnot. But this yeah. was most certainly an eye-opening experience so much so that it really confirms like what I've been working at since, you know, the voicemail, which you should uh-huh. already be up to speed with, but I digress. Yes. There was my I apologies again. Yeah, I mean, it just it really does relate to this because, well, I'm not gonna say how you're you'll figure it out, but sure. I have a lot of notes. What about you? How was your watch? Oh, my watch! I I was literally like hallucinating during my watch. Okay. I like I woke up because I had to like get ready for work at like 8 30 this morning so i woke up yeah at like basically 6 30 um and was just like watching the movie just so just sleepy and i didn't have any caffeine mm-hmm. i was like kind of nodding off during the movie but still like watching so like i was in that like dream state where you're kind of having really strong thoughts that are like mini dreams yeah and i kept having those during the movie yeah. and it was like i was hallucinating during yeah. the movie i feel like i've um, had that a lot but with Gollum, you know as my hallucinations like, oh like you like Gollum would come into the movie not into the movie i just mean in life in general that might be a separate oh, thing sure. that i need to look into <laughs> but it's very interesting <laughs> do you like are you a big lord of the rings fan uh, I'm becoming one. I mean, I not to Fuck get too yes. off topic, but uh, uh-huh. I grew up with them because my dad is a big fan. And yeah, Gollum my parents and, read it to me when I was a kid. 
Yeah, I I yeah. was just like in the room with him while he was watching the movies. He got them on DVD as soon as they came mm-hmm. out. You know, he was a big Same. Tolkien nerd growing up. But likewise with my family, yeah. Uh, I I remember Smeagol slash Gollum in specific like really frightened me as a child along with mm-hmm. the, I think the Ring Wraiths but mostly Gollum and I had this recurring nightmare where he would like come to kill me in my uh, home. That's besides I the mean, point. I yeah, guess. Sorry, he's your sleep paralysis demon. Yeah, I get it. Right? Yeah, I I should probably just save this for my Doctor Glazer, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, all that to say, my watch was really not of much note. Yeah, I basically hallucinated through the whole thing. Didn't take very many notes. I have a vampire power and I have a standout moment, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much it. Right. I would love to hear more about what you thought about your American Psycho watch because it, when I had that watch, I literally wrote four pages of notes. Oh yeah. I was enamored. I was. I loved it so much, and I want to know what you think. I think it is, I mean, we discussed it before and like, you know, it's very confirming of your theories, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's one thing to like, you know, to, to notice these connections like separately, Mm -hmm. but it's, and to hear you like report your findings, but it's a whole other thing to experience it yourself and see like, yeah, it's, it's just cyclical, really. It's just, Mm -hmm. I mean, I have like endless connections, like together, like everything that. I'm going to go back to my American Psycho Nuts so we can compare. Yeah. I feel like it, it got to a point where, like, I feel like I was looking at Vampire's Kiss and I was like, the only problem with this movie is that the guy that Rachel leaves at the end, who's like, it doesn't seem that way or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. Like, the only issue with that I have with the movie now is that that guy was not played by Patrick Bateman because. Yes. Like, oh, my God. It just makes it just makes so much. Okay, so like, I don't even know. Was Christian Bale born at that? He must have been. He must have just been a child when this movie came out. I guess so. Yeah, because the movie came out in two thousand one. He was twenty three or twenty five. Mm. Either twenty twenty three or twenty five when he uh, played Patrick Bateman. Right. Even though his character is twenty seven. Yes. Yeah. Hollywood's yes. a fake town. Uh, how old was Christian Bale when Vampire's Kiss came out? I have no, he was he was a little he was a little man. So he was a kid. Yeah, so he like was the, a kid. the stars he unfortunately didn't, could not have played. Yeah, no, the stars didn't align. Sadly, maybe like someone could do the like the Quentin Tarantino Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like put the the new actor in the old footage for no reason thing. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. the doesn't oh really add God. much but <laughs> we should i i know i was like literally just about to say we should make a cut where that is like where that happens and we like superimpose uh, christian bale into that but that the problem is is that donald is only in the movie for like tops three minutes that's super okay and fine <laughs> it's, I think it's that's like just so much effort for no one but ourselves. Well, yeah, I mean, well, and for only five minutes. That's, I mean, that's the entire podcast concept, really. But I, you know what, you got me there. I mean, I feel like <laughs> for the moment that Donald does come in, it's like it. It would make sense. Oh my gosh! Like in this like traumatic moment, like Peter would have mm. this terrible flashback to his old college roommate who made him feel insecure. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so it's been a, well, a lot of connections. Uh, the previous watch, like, I... I did watch the movie. I, like, I... I explained how that worked before, but yeah. I noticed the the only major thing that I noticed the time before that where we didn't like come together was that as uh, Jackie and Peter leave the club, the club has bisexual lighting. And to me, that just further symbolizes that the club has been a queer safe haven for Peter in the past. Yeah. But as he exits it, he has to re-enter this like imagined uh, fake mask that both him and Patrick exist. Uh, exude mm -hmm. as the uh the alpha male i guess the wall street yeah. top dog yeah absolutely yeah because they're i mean we've said it a million times but they're like essentially the same person and it's very interesting seeing them side by side because i feel like at different points they seem like different levels of insane where like mm -hmm. in some ways they seem more well adjusted in the moment than the other one is for like what's happening yeah I remember they kept having dueling mental breakdowns when yeah. I watched. It was like whenever Peter Lowe was freaking out, yeah. uh, Patrick Bateman wasn't. Right. But then sometimes it would freak out at the same time. And I was yeah. just like, you two, you Even, two are both and I, going insane. Yeah. At this. Okay, so like, it, just, are... it, it ends worse for Peter Lowe than it does for Patrick Bateman. Mm -hmm. Arguably, yeah. Yeah. I feel that... Hmm. Although, I, I don't know, maybe Patrick Bateman wouldn't mind being, being put down. Honestly, like yeah. Was. I did write down that uh, Emilio could have uh, taken Patrick. Uh, next yeah. to that, I'm not sure what I meant by it, but I think. But I also wrote Patrick needs a Rachel and Peter needs a Lewis, which I think is a little cruel to Lewis, to be honest. But Yeah, I know. I mean... Here's the thing. Lewis is just as much a slimy asshole as the rest of those guys. I feel like he's a lot significantly less malicious and prejudiced than the rest of them, though. Uh, I mean, less so than Patrick Bateman, but absolutely. I, I mean, know. I just I don't he, really. He's yeah. He's he's from that world. He's still like a richy rich Wall Street guy who oh, like yeah, for sure. Every like he's still like considered a bozo by all of them, but he still like does his shit, you know. Yeah, I just feel it's that like, like in uh, in terms of how Lewis comes off, like he never like had any like derogatory statements towards Jewish people, and the rest of them did. And like, oh sure, I he, mean that one guy is still the like yeah. second worst in that group because there's Patrick still there. Yeah, well at least he's not an anti semite. We got to give him. That. <laughs> That's true. Pa well, that that's the one of the crazy things that I noticed while watching American Psycho and uh, Vampires Kiss at the same time. Yeah, was I, I would mostly be watching American Psycho because it's new stuff, and I was just yeah, like, me too. This movie is this movie is really good, and it was like drawing me in because it was new and I hadn't seen it in a while. Right. But I remember thinking like, oh man, this movie's like really good because it like it does this thing where it it like like fully addresses like the problem with neoliberalism where it's mm -hmm. like uh it's like performative these people will be saying stuff like that yeah these people will be saying all the buzzwords and all, like they'll be saying all the stuff like, like Sri Lanka that scene where patrick yeah well, that scene where patrick is like sitting in the um in the in the restaurant with all his friends and he's like saying all these like incredibly progressive things yeah but he doesn't mean jack but he doesn't shit. mean them yeah he doesn't mean them and he's he the way he really feels is that he thinks that homeless people are scum deserve yeah. to die yeah, yeah he, he and he will kill them and feel nothing 
Um, and it's like, do you think Peter feels the same way? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the way you've pitched him and I feel that you're right after watching the Patrick Bateman stuff. I like the way you've pitched him. I feel like he at least has a little more empathy. I -hmm. feel, I think, um, and maybe that's why he's a, a, in a lower place than Patrick is. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel that I wouldn't say that he's empathetic i think his regret stems more from self-hatred than it does from outward empathy towards anyone else i think it's more that my read of it at least is that like when can you hear me yeah i can hear you uh can you not hear me hello oh there you are yeah my headphones like randomly disconnect for some reason I was going to say, your audio quality did change, but I could still hear you, so I was like... Yeah. Oh, I, hey, he's he's recording on his phone, so... Yeah, I... Should be fine. It's just easier that way, to be honest. I don't know. I don't remember what I was saying. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Something yeah, about I, empathy. Yeah, I mean, I think... So, Peter's, like... Suicidalness, like I think it mostly stems from how inadequate he feels. Like I don't think mm-hmm. it really has anything to do with like if he was with Patrick, like mm-hmm. when he stabbed that homeless man, I don't think he would have really done anything. Like he wouldn't have done it done it himself, but like that doesn't I don't think that really stems from like a really strong case of like I don't like murder is wrong. It's much more like I don't want to be doesn't. a murderer, you know? Because like yeah, I don't want to he doesn't have self confidence. No, not at all. Patrick Bateman at least has that, I guess. But he doesn't really have that. He just has nothing. He has no emotions. He yeah. doesn't feel anything. He right. Just, They're just both empty people, really. Yeah. Patrick more in like a cold, detachatory, clinical way. Yeah. He's yeah. more of a vampire. Did you get the the vibes that Patrick Bateman is much more of a vampire than Peter Lowe is? And Absolutely. he's doing it without trying? Yeah. It's he, crazy. It's, it's very strange because it's like there's like often scenes where... Peter is is doing his like incel rage thing at like the same mm. scenes where there's like Patrick is constantly having constantly having sex scenes with like sex workers and stuff like that. Yeah. And it feels like this strange inverse of like this similar male entitlement where like this guy like can't really well, I mean, Peter gets action a little bit, but But he's like extremely lonely and any like Yeah. Um, uh, rejection causes him to spiral. Right. Yeah. Patrick doesn't face like a terrible amount of like uh, rejection from the opposite sex at the very least. Not at all. In fact, he he's actively pursued by Gene. Yeah. And like, he's the only person he develops any kind of empathy with where he tells her to leave before he is going to kill her with a nail gun. Yeah, that's another strange inverse between them because I feel that, like, I mean, the everything with Gene, like, I think so complicates Patrick's character and, like, shows that, like, mm-hmm. he does have, like, a strange, like, he has some humanity to him, but yeah. only if, like, someone, I mean, we, we've, we've talked about this before, but, like, Gene, you know, like, in society, like, in under capitalism and stuff like she has more value than like a, a lowly sex worker you know and patrick yeah, understands patrick's that. Eyes, yeah. yeah but he still like shows her empathy towards the end in a way that peter does not show alva whatsoever even though he definitely no. fakes that he liked it that he feels bad that's just fully gaslighting 
No, and I think it's it's still think it comes from a place of incredible prejudice because I think yeah, it's it's because she's a woman. It's because she is an immigrant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like he 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 doesn't like because there are other women in the office, and I'm sure they could enrage him in ways of incompetence in any way. But I think it's because uh, she's a woman of color who yeah. is not doing the thing he wants mm-hmm. in that makes him feel inadequate and he's taking that out on her. Right. Um, cause I'll be real. That lady, <laughs> if, if Alva wasn't there, I think the next like pro like uh point of his rage would go to that lady who has the duck on her desk. Who like <laughs> says that shit about, uh, he's Thank so God it's Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love her. Cause she, I love her too. And she was actually my, my, um, she was my uh, my standout of this mm-hmm. watch. I, yeah. I just was given so much joy by her. Uh, she like that line she has where she's like, "I'm just gonna go home and sleep," and then <laughs> and she's like, "This place is driving me crazy." And then uh, and then Peter says good morning to everyone, and she's like, "Good morning." <laughs> <laughs> I just I just uh, tickled me. i have like, damn. This lady, I love her, but she is definitely incompetent at her job. Oh, absolutely. I mean She gives that she gives that energy and I'm like, fuck yeah, girl. Get it. Get that dollar. Yeah. Don't do shit. For sure. I think, you know, thinking about it now, I feel that like, you know, perhaps Perhaps Peter wouldn't have killed Alva if Alva was Jean, if you know what I mean. Like, I think that because sure. I'm thinking their relationships to their secretaries, like initially, like the power dynamic is the same, but Gene, mm-hmm. at the very least, like she's like a lot better at her job than Alva is, because you know, I think Alva's fine at her job. Alva's, I, I should say Alva's yeah. not even incompetent. She's no. just not performing superhumanly, like yeah, Peter is expecting her to, because he is just telling her like, I mean, he's you giving need her a ridiculous job. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's giving her like terrible jobs that take forever to do, and she's doing it as best she can. Yeah, what Jean is doing is a lot simpler, but like she's still, but yeah. like she's able to perform in that in a way that like Alva isn't given the opportunity to. But I think that like mm-hmm. you know Peter or Patrick would definitely not give Alva the same like leeway that he would have not to at Jean at all for the same no. reasons that Peter doesn't. Yeah. I want to start like just listing off like the various. Uh, similarities that happened at the same time in my watch because dude it was do it really i feel numerous. like yeah there's there's a ton i don't i we, we definitely didn't get to all of them when we did when i watched yeah, it right so the, yeah just just hit me with some all right so at the beginning they both get to the club their respective clubs at the same time there's a lot of similar settings yep. just like offices bathrooms uh mm-hmm. office desks clubs restaurants Apartment. apartments yeah. Uh, very often, like in conversations, there'll be like very similar uh, cinematography in terms of just like having like the same kind of shot of like a middle shot or like shot reverse shot in like the the like literally the exact same kind of shot like as it's on like yeah. in the conversation like not one for yes. one all the time but very consistently very often very often yeah. especially with like the scenes where 
I don't remember who Patrick was talking to, but like oftentimes, like when Peter was talking to Doctor Glazer, they had like the the same shot compositions and shot reverse shot stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's that. They're getting into the club uh, when there's that shot of Peter showing his foot shot when he has no socks. Patrick kicks up his feet onto the desk at the same time. Yep, yep. Uh, during the scene where they're putting out the business cards in American Psycho, it's happening at the same time as uh, Jackie taking Peter to the Museum of Contemporary Art. And I think it both shows that like these yuppies all have like a very shallow understanding or appreciation for art. It's like very clinical and like a way that the stuff at that museum does not conform to. And I think like. Peter's definitely the kind of guy who appreciates like a good business card like that. When like yeah. literally all those cards are the exact same card, just like with very like varying slight differences. Yeah, it's comical. Did you uh, did you notice the mm-hmm. oh go ahead? Uh, also when Patrick is like, it's even got a watermark or whatever, it happens like at the yeah. same shot as when Patrick or when Peter is like laying like on the couch like in that like like dramatic lighting and yes, he's getting the call yes. and he's like fuck you two sister i feel like so often they both hit like a similar breaking point and like mm-hmm. they they both like hold it in sometimes and just like let it loose other times but like there's many moments where it's just it's coinciding so well together yeah did you did you notice i i i don't think i read this note last time but um uh, there was a time where, where Peter, where pa- Patrick said something horrible is happening inside me, and mm-hmm. he said that right as Peter has his first vampire freak out. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Which I think is when Alva comes into his room or something, or it's when I don't remember when his first vampire freak out is. It's either mm-hmm. when he calls her into his office or when he. No, it has to be when he because I have another one when he says "fucking grease holes" when him. When, yeah. Uh, it's when in the diner. Patrick and yeah, they're at. It's when Patrick he says that when Patrick and Paul Allen are at the Texarkana. Oh yeah, it's funny that they're both at the restaurants at the same time too. Yeah, and restaurants that they both seem to think are shitty. Yeah, I think another notable uh, thing is that the scene, the first uh, scene with Willem Dafoe with uh, Detective Kimball, like really pressing. Patrick and like he's keeping it cool on the surface but like he's fumbling all the answers like so badly and he's just panicking the entire time it's really hilarious like he just yeah yeah he just says like it's happening yeah he was trashing his apartment exactly yeah like he's he's acting out what's like happening in the inside of Patrick's mind I'm so glad you came to that conclusion because I literally wrote that down in my notes last time yeah we're we're on the same page again baby Oh, yeah, absolutely. Also, like, the scene where he, like, chases Alba for the first time, like, and is just, like, going through the whole fucking, like, going into the bathroom. That's also happening during the interrogation. Mm-hmm. So just, like, another yeah. thing of just them crazy together. It's so much of them with having uncomfortable, like, unproductive conversations with women also. <laughs> just, like, I, it really hit me this time, but, like, every time Patrick is just, like, mansplaining music to these prostitutes it's just like yeah bro what the fuck are you doing like you like i know man i'm like patrick just says stuff he He does like 
says to I, he's like it really gives the impression that he's just saying stuff to seem human because he doesn't feel human yeah i mean it's I, very much a vampire move where it's right. like i need to seem like a human to these people yeah i'm just gonna say every fact i know about uh kate bush's albums oh yeah absolutely i mean i feel like the thing is that like his his observations are like very i'm i assume that he just you know now thinking about it because he, i remember when he took one of his dates to some restaurant that he was lying about being Dorcia, like he got mm-hmm. a fucking, he chose like his meal based on like the review he saw in the New York times. So I think he's probably just literally quoting like stuff that he read in like professional reviews in the Rolling Stone or whatever. Absolutely. And he is kind of very much like Peter Lowe in that way yeah. where he doesn't have any of his own ideas. Nah. Like I feel like Peter Lowe, like I, I talked about this with Graham in the last episode, I don't know if you mm-hmm. listened to that, um, but I I I feel like Peter Lowe never has any of his own ideas. He always is kind of just repeating ideas yeah. that people have, right? Um, and I feel like Patrick Bateman is definitely the same way. You're right. I hadn't even thought about that until you said it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like Patrick Bateman is literally just saying word for word something he read about, like Huey Lewis in the news or. Yeah you know uh the food he's eating it's like he doesn't have any thoughts he doesn't have any he doesn't have any feelings about anything so he has to like literally just repeat it yeah absolutely when he sees it i you know i feel really betrayed and i like really didn't realize that he's just quoting reviews until now because i really just thought that he actually meant all this i know he sells it so well yeah yeah it's like like uh, that scene when he's talking about Huey Lewis in the news is so good. And mm. it, I I did for the longest time think like, wow, he just like, it's really bizarre that this is the only thing he has feelings about, but it's not, he doesn't, he doesn't care about that. No, he doesn't, he has no feelings for Huey Lewis in the news. He just, he just cares about being current, which is crazy. Like he's very into yes, that he wants aspect to fit in. Of, he wanting to like, it's almost like a sport to him in a lot of ways. Like they, it's like a muscle yeah. that he's flexing, just like to be so knowledgeable and to like you know, because that's that's the exaggerated like nature of him being like a Wall Street yuppie. Like it's so much of masculine it's, performance and like trying to seem more interesting yeah. than you are. It's like a compulsion to him because he he literally says that to his date when she's like, "You hate your job. Why don't you just quit?" And he's like, "I want to fit in." He literally yeah. just says that to her, and then he turns right. away and ignores her. Because mm-hmm. he, yeah, like everything he's doing is because he wants to fit in. He doesn't, he doesn't care about actually having any thoughts or ideas. He's, he's yeah. really like the opposite. And that's like what, what? Oh my God, you're like reigniting all of the, like <laughs> you know, the thoughts I had, and then like you're, it's just all affirming the ideas that you had about these two, about mm-hmm. Peter Lowe and Patrick Bateman, where it's like they both used to be art kids who had feelings about stuff, and yeah. then they both were crushed by the world and became yuppies, and it's torturing Peter Lowe because he's not, like he's not dead inside like yeah. Patrick Bateman is. Oh yeah, and Patrick Bateman just fully killed that part of himself, and he's just like he's just now he's just a shark he like has no emotions he just does and copies and it's like why he's so insane and vampiric and peter lowe really wants to be that but he can't and that's why he fails so miserably in vampire's kiss and why he is ultimately killed in the end yeah it's really all right i'm convinced i think that like 
I think American Psycho is just straight up like a very good ripoff of Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> I think I think the way everything links up and like, and I get it's because it's literally the same subject matter, just like it, dissected it a, a different way. Or it, is it a ripoff or is it an in-universe film? Are these two in the same? Because I, when I was watching my my watch of those, I'm not even going to talk about my watch this way. I hallucinated. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, in my watch with the Patrick Bateman and with Vampires Kiss and American Psycho, I re- I was like in the beginning I was just like I'm gonna go into this with the mentality that these two movies are happening at the same time and they're happening in the same world because they happen in the same year. These yeah. movies were made like decades apart, but um, actually more like one decade. But regardless, mm-hmm. they were made like a decade apart, but um, they take place at the same time. Yeah. Like they take place in the eighties in New York City. Yeah. So I mean it could it could be said that like these two movies are happening at the same time. Well, I think Cassie, I like I understand what where you're coming from, and I think that would be fine and good, but that would only be in a just world in which Vampire's Kiss was properly getting the accolades for being the prototypical American psycho. However, we do not live in that world. A vampire's mm. Kiss only gets this reputation from dorks like us, and that's not fair because American <laughs> Psycho is having its resurgence and you know, like being respected as as you know, great art. And I feel that mm-hmm. Vampire's Kiss needs to do that. Otherwise, I think yeah. we need to trash American Psycho for being the uh, plagiaristic work of art. That I. It is. I disagree. I think we need to use American Psycho as a tool to uplift Vampire's Kiss. Okay. I think we need to we need to we need to insist that it is they these two movies are in universe movies. They're basically spiritual sequels, but mm. they they're like a cinematic universe. Yeah, I, I know how we talk about how much we fucking hate Marvel and what they've done to the critical thinking of the world, but I think we need to get on that bandwagon with these two movies. Mm. I think we need to combine them and like make people realize like these are two movies that are in the same world and mm-hmm. there's a cinematic universe that can be put together with these movies you know i mean they really are like the perfect double feature you know yeah or um you know uh, in the case of what we're doing uh simultaneous feature yeah i think okay so like i previously like and it. I think I said it in, like, a joking manner, but I really meant it seriously. Like, I do think, like, you could put in the moment, like, these movies, like, happening at the same time and just, like, noticing all of, like, the, the moments of, what's the word, of just, like, synchronicity. Just Yeah. It just works so well. You know, I think... Are you familiar with Kimba the White Line at all, Cassidy? Yes, I actually am, funnily enough. I I watched it when I was a kid. Yeah. So I think there is, like, a bit of, like, understandable, like, confusion regarding, like, Kimba and its relation to The Lion King. And there's, like, a very long Your Movie Sucks video dissecting the similarities and, like, the potential accusations of plagiarism and whatnot. And I think it's mostly mm-hmm. bunk. However, I think that... The Kimba Simba thing, like how people think that that actually is, I think that's actually how Peter and Patrick are. I think it's the P and P. I think it's just, it's too yeah. much. It's just too much. Like, they're, I just refuse to believe that, what's his name? Brett Easton Ellis. Brett Easton Ellis. He knew, he knew. And 
not to spoil the voicemail, but I did find some things, Cassidy. Oh shit! Well, now I really have to listen to this voicemail. Yeah, that's and that's that what like I you found some big stuff. I found some big stuff. I I emailed it to you, um, mm-hmm. and that's why the elites are after me, and they're gonna be after you very quickly. So uh, fuck me. The elites live so close. Why? Did, ah, damn it! All right. I mean, I'll just the, pretend I don't have this information. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot well, of. It's gonna be hard when I post this episode, and yeah, I will th- post this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of plastic surgeons in LA, also. So, like, you know. True. True. I could. I could get some radical. Well, that's the thing. That's the great thing about me always wearing my mask still in the pandemic mm, is yeah. that people have a harder time recognizing me in public because I'll wear, I wear mask. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that thing where like people are trying to get uh, like iPhones to recognize like the face ID with the mask on? It's like, do you not realize how bad of a fucking idea that is to like? Yeah, that don't don't improve fucking cyber uh, spot. Like, don't improve that shit. That's just yeah. gonna make. Uh, I'm forgetting the word for watching all the time. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, that's the one. That's yeah. just surveillance. That's yes. what I'm thinking of. Don't improve fucking surveillance. I don't want to be surveilled any more than I already am. Jeff Bezos and surveillance are synonymous, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. He pops into, I'm, like, I'm, everyone's I'm basically, you know? I'm basically bending over for Jeff Bezos in my job anyway. Do you work for Amazon? No, but I basically do. A UPS store, We like, 90% of what we do is just process amazon returns for people who buy a bunch of bullshit on amazon and then decide they don't want it and return it yeah i appreciate your service cassidy you're a very valuable member of the uh american society i'm saluting saluting so hard and breaking my arm yeah much better than me i'm just like you know stealing from hollywood elites and hiding under beds that's like much (laughs) less so much more fun yeah but fun though i want i want to do that uh, well for my profession you, you kind of already are. Sorry, buddy. But uh, shit. Well, all right. Cool. Two two jobs now. Yeah. You can't get a gun in California, right? Uh, not easily. I I think you, you can get one in New York it. now. That's apparently a thing. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, I think concealed carry is legal in New York. Oh well. That's another yeah. thing to worry about as I walk the streets, I guess. Yeah, I know. Those those uh those bigwigs are like legally able to stalk you with guns now. Yeah, I mean true. Also, like you got pe- people like Patrick and Peter just walking the streets like, you know, up in those Wall Street yeah. things, those little vampires just kind of that's well, scary. Vampires don't. Yeah. Hmm? Oh. I was going to say vampires don't need guns, but I mean, it couldn't hurt, right? Blade has guns, actually, yeah. now that I think about Are it. Are you saying that Blade's not a vampire, Cassie? That's really fucked uh, up of you to say. He's half a vampire. Oh, you're, I'm you're not going like, to get into that. I'm not going to get into that. Whoa! I can't... <laughs> Sorry. On a... All right. Your co-host is biracial, and you hit me with that shit, Cass. Jesus fucking Christ. You're, like, double canceled, both uh, by the I've, biracial really and it. vampire community, uh, both of which I'm a part of. God. Oh, boy. Uh, my face is... This is egg on my face. Damn. I don't even Just feel all, bad for all, shitting on you life. the last episode. I was shitting on you in the, in the fucking voicemail the whole time. And you fucking deserve it, man. You fucking deserve it. Oh, no. God. Um... 
I'm just going to anyway. jump in one of those vans now. Fuck it. Like, the, the dream is dead. <laughs> this podcast please, is over. I, I promise. No, I, I promise I'll, I'll, I'll listen to the vo- voicemail. I'll, I'll make it up to you. Uh-huh. Um, I'll, I'll cancel myself. Um, okay, good. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's the only valiant thing a man can do in today's society. Yeah, now, you know, honestly. I'm just gonna pre-cancel myself before more people uh, should cancel themselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Everyone's doing it. I think I'll I'll start. Mm-hmm. People um, are kind of doing that already. I don't even want to know. I couldn't be paid to care. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, it's not a worthy topic. It's uh, it's just who who give a shit anymore about people who are online. No. Also, I do want to say that Patrick and Peter wear sunglasses indoors at the same time. That's another notable. Yes. Thing. I, yes, absolutely. Um, did you did you exhibit? Did you did you notice any vampire powers being exhibited at all? Uh, in Peter. I'll be honest, this was a very non-vampire-y watch. All I saw this time was just, like, some smarmy dude who's just a master gaslighter somehow. Like, he's just... To just, like, without even trying, just... I mean, he's trying very hard, but, like, I feel like it just comes so naturally for him to just, like, lie to all the women in his life and stuff, you know? Yeah. For for no reason, really. I don't think I noticed a vampire power when Patrick was in the room either, Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice a vampire power this watch when Patrick wasn't there, funnily mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Um, his power is that he can summon mist around him. Mm. That is Because very... whenever he's walking outside as a vampire, there's, like, mist. Yeah, yeah. And it's usually city mist that's, like, coming out of a sewer, but it's still mist to oh, make yeah, it look absolutely. like an old-timey monster movie. Yeah. Um, mist is very vampire that's true. Yeah, so that's his power. He can summon mist. Yeah. Um I I have another note. I think I'm not I yes. this is mostly all fives. I might be wrong, but I feel like overall American psycho like has the the tone of a comedy of like a dark comedy and yes. then like it dips into horror versus mm. I feel that like Vampire's Kiss feels like a horror that like hints at that it really is a comedy underneath the whole time, but very consistently yeah. keeps that like gothic tone in a way that American Psycho only like goes into for its most dramatic scenes. Yes, which agreed. I thought was an interesting inverse. Which further like, you better lawyer up, uh, Brett Easton Ellis. I'll be honest. Like I'm not. I mean, like we're not doing. <laughs> Unsure like, if he's still alive. He uh, is. Gonna he, look that up after the episode. Is. He. Oh, he, he is. Okay, cool. He is. I think he's still making books, but. I mean, we all got to start somewhere. You know, everyone's like uh, an mm-hmm. amalgamation of their influences. And like, I think American Psycho, you know, it was early in his career. But yeah, Brett, I'll be honest, buddy. Like, I think that, I mean, like, we're not going to do anything. We don't want anything to have, you know, like, I'm I'm like, not for that copyright You arguably bullshit. can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. But I feel that now that we've revealed this information, and perhaps that's why people are after us now, like, I think that's blown the door open for the vampires, because people just come after you, dude. So like... <sighs> So watch it. Yeah, hide our, under your our bed. Our handful of listeners yeah. will—they will have words for sure. Yeah, we we won't um, be silenced. You know, no, we refuse. This is like the V for Vendetta of like media criticism. We're like really bringing it to the people, <laughs> opening their eyes to like the CD yeah. underbelly. 
Um, I like I like that. I like I like to think of us as the V for Vendetta for Vampire's Kiss. A lot of V actually. Yeah. In that sentence. Um, all right. I am running out of time, and okay. I'm starting to become yes, much more paranoid with your with everything you said. Yeah. So I think we're gonna cut this one a little short. Um, well, not we went short. on this for is a, yeah, is a normal. Yeah, this length. is an appropriate episode length. I'm just thinking of like last time we talked for like literally an hour twenty minutes, and yeah. we had so much to say. But right. this time I have to go soon. Okay. So let's do some plugs. You got anything you want to plug, Matt? Uh. Oh wait. Plugs are at the end. I'm sorry. I'm I'm all out of sorts. This is recommendations. Then plugs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, any recommendations of yours? I mean, besides the American Psycho Vampire's Kiss like simultaneous watch. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, I think I may have plugged this last time. I plug uh, in in the voicemail episode, but uh, I plug looking out. You know, keeping your eye open when you're walking on the mm-hmm. streets. Uh, yeah awareness awareness yeah i mean you never know like who's out there you know whether it's hollywood or wall street it's just they're trying to shut you up man all right we gotta go soon man yeah i can't i mean like i can i can only go out at night i feel to get food like that's how i feel right now who knows Mm. where we'll be next episode but stay safe listeners truly um my recommendation will be media. Um, <laughs> oh, I, not an abstract concept? Okay, whatever, <laughs> hipster. Get out of here. Listen, uh, you know, it would be tacky if I did it too. Um, uh, so I'm going to instead recommend a movie I watched last night. Um, it's called The Hills Run Red. Mm-hmm. It's a slasher movie. It's from 2009. It's very strange. Uh, I I rented it from the video store because the guy on the mask looked the guy on the the killer on the like the front cover. of the cover. His mask looked like the mask uh, from uh, the mask that the killer in Dead by Daylight wears. The the trapper. He, it looks like the same mask. It's very mm-hmm. inspired by that. I think. Yeah. Um, so I watched it. It's cool. It's like about this. It's like a fine movie. It's not great, but it's uh it's about this uh guy who wants who is looking for this movie that disappeared. Nobody knows where it is, but it's like this old splatter movie from the 80s that he like nobody got to see. The only thing part of it that exists is like a trailer. And so he's like looking for this movie and he's looking for clues about it. And when he goes to investigate it, him and his friends start getting killed by like a killer that is the same as the one in the movie and they find out it's very real and uh you know gory nonsense and crazy stuff happens it's not great i was kind of more interested in the watching the movie that he was looking for itself instead Mm -hmm. of the actual movie that i was watching but that's neither here nor there uh it was a fun movie and i will recommend it if you like uh silly slasher flicks with uh cool gory practical effects Totally, man. I just remembered an actual media recommendation also. Oh, sure. Go for uh, it. I watched the first episode of Wilfred, so that was pretty great. <gasps> what did you think? I remember liking Wilfred a lot. Uh, I thought it was awesome. It's very dark, but uh, Hell such yeah. is life. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, uh, it made me think of uh, Breaking Bad and Code Geass, but all, all of which for different things, but... 
mm-hmm. all of which very, very much the media. yeah very different media but it's all like oh like man takes control of his own life and be, like go like goes into his toxic impulses and shit like that you know yeah which is always like a fun romp i guess yeah unhinged um. boys <laughs> All right, well, Enjoy. everyone, check those out. Yeah. Um, and, and now uh, we do plugs. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, do, uh, what did you What did you want to plug, Matt? Uh, just my safety, you know, just, uh, you know. Nice. Send me some good vibes, guys, and, you know, potentially some firearms. Like, it's just, it's very... We'll I plug wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't good know what locksmiths. To do. Yeah, I wouldn't. Oh, locksmiths would be better. I don't know what to do with firearms. I'd just be like, well, yeah, what is what, like, do I, I press feel like those, I would hurt myself know? before these, I hurt anyone else? Yeah, I mean, it's like, are these blanks? Can I shoot them in my mouth? Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that right. was a moment of synchronicity in the my movie watching experience that last night and this morning was there was a scene where the blanks were used in The Hills Run Red oh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I maybe they copied Vampire's Kiss too. I don't know. I feel like they made of invented. That's going to be a hard, <laughs> that's going to be a harder connection to make. But by God, I'll try and make it. <laughs> I if you want to like fully like switch this like subplot to the podcast to be that instead, like we could do that. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how I feel. Alrighty. Um. Yeah. I I'll plug our Twitter, but that's all I'll plug for now. Um, yeah. Game real at Game Real Pod. You know. Go go follow us. Uh, please listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Give us money if you can. Yeah. We would love that. Yeah, we need it. God, we need it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I've been Cassidy. I've been Matt. Uh, stay safe out there. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. So long. Dream of me, my angel.